Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are a church located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our mission is to know God and to make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how to partner with us, visit us at fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. I'm going to speak of the importance of joy today. It's a very simple sermon, you know, because I'm simple. But I'm going to prove to you that this was very much on God's mind when he birthed the good news, the gospel. Because I want to ask you a question. I probably gave away the answer already. We spend billions of dollars annually on the entertainment system. That it would include all the sports that's on TV. Hockey, basketball, baseball, football. All of the movies, all of the shows on TV. All the internet programs. All of this is spent. Why? Who can tell me? See, he was the only one listening. We have a need for joy in our lives. We have a need for satisfaction. God made us that way. It's not wrong to want to have joy and contentment and satisfaction. Why, that's exactly why Jesus came. I like what St. Augustine said many, many, many years ago. I've quoted this from time to time. He said this about God. He has made us for himself. And our souls are restless till we find our peace in thee. That is true. The Bible says if we live after the flesh, you will die. But if you mortify by the spirit the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. The Bible says if we live in the spirit... To live in the spirit is life and peace. I remember I was in third grade just a few years. <laughs> that worked against me, didn't it? And I remember the teacher in third grade saying that the Roman Empire was destroyed because of an addiction to entertainment, luxurious living, and immorality. Can I repeat that? The Roman Empire collapsed with all its strength because of an obsession with entertainment, luxurious living, and immorality. I think we need a revival in our country. I think we've gotten a little off. I think we're seeking to fill that thing in our hearts. My pastor always used to say that no man is a vacuum. Every one of us will fill our lives with something. We will either fill it with fleshly things, sinful things, defile things. Or we will fill it with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, I want to mention the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, which is the one I want to emphasize, and peace. How much do you think that would cost? Well, it doesn't cost you money, but it costs the blood of Jesus. 
It costs the supreme sacrifice to purchase for you something that will so fill you, you will hunger no more. You know, the woman at the well came to Jesus and said, and Jesus said to her, why are you wanting this water? He said, if you drink from this water, which is the natural life, natural water, illustrating the natural things of this life, he said, you will thirst again. But if you drink of the water I will give you, you will never thirst again. That water satisfies. That water completes you. You don't go around seeking and panting for things to fill that void. Jesus fills the void. And I want to prove to you by the scripture today that that is very much in tune with our coming of our Savior, what Jesus would do for us. I want you to turn to Isaiah 55. And I'm going to read some verses, verse 1, 2, and 3 of Isaiah 55. If they could be put up, that would be great. It says this. Ho, everyone that thirsteth. Why don't you read it with me, the first verse. Come to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Let's read verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me. Eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. That means fullness, a blessing. Jesus is not only Savior. He has come to satisfy the human heart, to fill you with his joy, his satisfaction, that you are happy because you are alive. You don't need everything in this world to fill you. You just need to have right relationship. And it's interesting here that we have types of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at it. Ho, everyone that thirsteth. Didn't Jesus say, blessed are they that hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. Folks, instead of hungering after entertainment, hungering after things that don't satisfy, how about we start hungering for Christ? I was weak. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand the importance of this. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. Waters are always a type of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. It says in Isaiah 44, it says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. I will pour my blessing upon my offspring. God wants us to come to the waters, that fountain of life. It says, come, he that hath no money. Now, we don't have to spend millions of dollars for this joy. Thank God it's free because the price has been paid for you to have a life that's satisfied, full of joy, contentment in Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean God won't give you things. And it doesn't even mean you can't do things. But I'd like to tell you a secret I found out. When Jesus is with you, when you have his presence, everything in this world you enjoy more. Did you agree with that? Wasn't that a revelation that God gave me? No, it was an experience. Because there was a time in my life I had a surfboard. I had a 9-6 Greg Knoll. Now they have 5-foot boards. Mine was 10-foot or something like that. It was so big I didn't need a wave. I could just stand on it. 
I had a ski boat. I had hair on my head. I had snow skis. And I skied Mount Stowe. And I went to various places and looked for the best mountains. I was full of entertainment. I had everything. My dad was a businessman. I wasn't wealthy, but I had enough. But you know what? With all I had, deep within, Craig, there was something wrong. I never really enjoyed anything really to the full. Something always dragged me down. And when you go that route of filling with other things, you got to keep on seeking more things and coming up with all sorts of stuff. And you get weary of it. When Jesus came, I knew what life was about. I knew that there was a fulfillment that I couldn't seek from without, but it came in to the innermost man and changed me from the inside out. Hallelujah. And so the Lord kind of is concerned. He says, why do you spend money for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me. I like that. And folks, we need to understand that Christianity isn't churchianity. Church is good. It's something he allowed us to have because where two or three are gathered, he said he would be in the midst. That's the most important thing about the church. Some folks don't like when he comes. They like just church. They like to turn to the songs that everyone's quiet and everyone's behaved. You know what that means? God's not working. Hallelujah. When God works, you get excited about it. When God touches, you feel it. There's some movement in the air. There's something that flows in. You might not, people might not see it on the outside, but believe me, it flows from the inside. And you'll sense that joy and that release that the Holy Ghost gives. And you'll come into that fullness of satisfaction in Jesus Christ. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful God we have. I just want to quickly, before we move on, you have waters here, which is a type of the Holy Spirit, in verse 1. You have wine, which is a type of the Holy Spirit. And you have milk, which is a type of his word. All of this refer to Jesus. Then in verse 3. Let's look at it again. Isaiah 55, 3. Incline your ear unto me and come here and your soul shall live. I'd like to say your soul shall come alive. Praise God. And everything in your world will look different. How many remember that? How many thank God for that? But you know what I find about Christians? They don't really believe he can satisfy. I remember in high school leading four young men to the Lord, my friends, and one of them was my best friend, Tom Barnes, at the time. And he's still a very, very good friend. And he's probably listening, maybe my best friend. But anyway, the thing is, is he went to church. He got saved. His dad was an alcoholic. He got set free from sin, filled with the Holy Ghost. He was on fire for God. He wanted to go to every meeting. He wanted to get filled more and more. And one of the older men in the church came to him and said, just wait a little while. It will die down. Well, thanks for the encouragement, brother. Thanks for the life you live where you had something you let leak out, but I intend to keep on walking in it and growing in it and letting it flow in my life and getting a larger river and river and river. Remember in Isaiah, they walked to the ankles, and then they walked to the knees, and then they went to the loins. You know what that's like in the cold water? Oh! 
And then there were waters to swim in. There's a place in God where he lifts you above. And you're no longer in control. You enjoy the river of God. And wherever that river flows, there's healing. There's blessing. Oh, there's power. How about we thank God for the river? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hey, are you experiencing it? Are you rejoicing in the flow of the Holy Ghost? God is in your life. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's turn to Luke chapter 1. And it's kind of an interesting thing that the first announcement of this wonderful, wonderful birth, actually chapter 2, it says, the angel said unto them, this is Luke 10, 2 verse 10, and the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Heaven declares that the point of Jesus' ministry and coming was to bring joy. That's what it began with. And do you know it says in the ascension that after Jesus ascended and lifted up to his hand it said that they went forth with great joy. It says that great grace was upon them and joy. When Samaria was touched with revival, it said there was great joy in the city. You know, I don't know, maybe God gave me this this morning because I've been praying for months. Lord, you filled our place with love, keep filling it. But Lord, I'd like to see even more joy in our house because Jesus is joy. Now, you know, you can't give your children anything that you don't have. But you can give them what you have. And it says about Jesus that he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God anointed him with the oil of joy even above his fellows. Jesus was not morose and miserable. He was full of joy. That's why children came to him. Children can sense it. If you're a grump, They'll go to someone else. But the children came to Jesus because he was anointed with the oil of joy. He lived in that joy. I already mentioned to you, and I want to repeat, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And so Jesus was joy, correct? Jesus had fullness of joy. And so when his Holy Spirit, which is Jesus' other self, Holy Spirit is not tongues. It includes that. But a great evangelist, woman evangelist said, the Holy Spirit is more than tongues because you are more than a tongue. You have emotions. You have a heart. And God has come to fill the whole part of you. So to just think the baptism of the Holy Spirit is tongues is wrong. Jesus is joy. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit will come into you, he will live his joy out in you and you will begin to experience that satisfaction that you can't even pay for. And it's even wrong to try to pay for it because the payment has been made, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't add a thing to it. Thank God he wants to fill everyone with this joy of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'd like you to turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. This is talking about the early church. 
It says here in verse 8, 1 Peter 1, chapter 8, Whom having not seen, you love. Though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and a little glory. Hallelujah. I like full. Amen. I like full. We had a Thanksgiving Robert over to eat. And my wife uh, saw Robert and, and she took the bowl of green beans. Now, alongside the green beans, we had mashed potatoes. We had dinner rolls. We had home, homemade stuffing. We had a cheese broccoli. And my wife took the spoon and filled his plate with green beans. And all of a sudden, a great discouragement came over his face. Because he recognized those green beans were hindering him from having mashed potatoes, dinner rolls, <laughs> cheese casserole, and homemade dressing. So he said to my wife, could you take some of these off? <laughs> Fullness of joy. Nothing hindering it. Nothing taking its place. Folks, I want to tell you, I want to prophesy to you, nothing will fill your life except for Jesus with joy. Nothing will satisfy you except the touch of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord. It is your strength. That's from Nehemiah verse, chapter 8, verse 10. It's a wonderful verse. What does that mean? The joy of the Lord is my strength. It means makes me a little happy and I feel a little good. No, it doesn't do that just. It enables me to go through the tough times because within me there's a strength of the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Lord gives you something way beyond just feeling good to knowing God is good and trusting God and rejoicing even before the victory might come. Now you think, oh, Pastor Mike, I think made that up. I make nothing up. Everything I preach, I preach from the Word of God. So let's back up from verse 8 and look at verse 6 and 7. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though for now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I talk about joy, I'm not talking about everything in your life always being perfect. I'm not talking about you're always feeling, feeling it in the same way. Because life brings trials. Has anyone here ever had a test or a trial? Raise your hand. Those of you who have never had any trials, you can be dismissed. <laughs> you don't need the rest of my sermon. For, for those of us who are honest, life brings trials. Life allows some things that don't add up. Sometimes even it's in our families. Problems come up. Now, where does the joy come from? The problem? No. It comes from the fact that my God, your God, my God is on the throne. Hallelujah. All power in heaven and earth is given to him. Praise God. And that Jesus is in me. 
And he's expecting every enemy to be made his footstool. I kind of think connected with this joy, we need faith in who he is. Faith in Jesus brings the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord gives us strength to go through our trials. Unto the praise and glory and honor of Jesus Christ. Nothing defeats a child of God. The only thing that can defeat you is sorrow and discouragement. When you start looking at yourself. And you start getting away from God. And you get out there too far. Folks, don't get out from the pack. Amen. Don't get away from the place of anointing. Stay in the secret place where God is. And keep alive with his mighty presence. Praise God. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 9. He said, the enemy has come to lie, to kill to deceive. I have come that you might have life and life more abundant. If the world can spend billions of dollars in filling that empty void, God wants us to know in his great salvation that he will fill you with the joy of the Lord that will strengthen you, anoint you, satisfy you, and stop the journey, young people. It's not out there. And it might be hard for you to ascertain this, but I was young one time too, and I have pictures to prove it. And I had everything this world could give me, but I gave it all up because I found someone better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're coming to a conclusion of this thing. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to have you in closing turn to Isaiah 35, one of my favorite portions of Scripture. It talks about the Holy Spirit coming forth. It says wonderful things in Isaiah 35. Look what it says in verse 5. The eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. That talks about that spiritual awakening that comes when you see Jesus. Everything is different. Everything changes. Verse 6. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart and the dumb of the tum, tum, dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert Desert, referring to the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how God wants to touch bodies, heal, bring forth victory, change lives. Look at verse 10. I want you to read that verse with me. That's a wonderful verse. You ready? And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I know when we get the new body, and I often say, you know, the Lord only made me five foot six, and I've lost a few heads of hair, hair, whatever. And when I get to heaven, I often joke, I'm going to be six, nine, I'm going to have a big afro, you know. Yeah, and heaven will be different. We'll have new bodies, no more sickness, no more pain. But somehow God in his provision has allowed Evas on earth to have this joy that will strengthen us, this joy that will move in us, and it will never cease. And so it talks about the ransomed of the Lord. Have you been redeemed here today? Well, then you are the ransom of the Lord. 
And God wants you to come and sing the songs of Zion with everlasting joy upon your heads and sorrow and sighing. Flee away because there's hope in Jesus and there's always victory. And so I want to ask, is there some little sorrow still? Some little sign? Get into faith. Get into joy. And let it be your strength. Pray through that trial. And God will give you victory. I want to remind you of what I've been praying for months now. Lord, fill this house with joy. Folks, I'll tell you what. Maybe I shouldn't tell you. Maybe you need to know. I'm not a great preacher. I don't know what I am, good, bad, or indifferent. This I'll tell you. I don't make up stuff. I don't go to the commentary and say, Lord, I just want to do this. I wait on God. And he actually downloaded this thought. And I made no connection. But I thought this morning, I've been praying for this for six months. I've been asking God, fill this place with joy. Fill this place with glory. Eradicate your people. Set them free from darkness. And I guess it's God's time. Because it just came down so clear to me. I said to my wife, God gave me something. God wants to give you something today of this joy. Hallelujah. Hey, he wants you to come into your life in a new and a fresh way. He wants the past and the hurts to be gone. The sorrow you carry and sometimes the sighs of memories of things, maybe even the hurts of people. Let it be eradicated today. And Lord, fill us as your people with joy. Let us come rejoicing, full of joy. And God, fill this house with joy, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. How many agree with that word? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now what I want you to do this morning, and if it's a too long of a walk and you can't come up here, if you can't make it here, you can sit in your seat. But if you can make it, I want us to come up and take a fresh dose of God's joy. And I want you to come up and pray for our assembly that as people come out and into this place from that sad world, how many know there's a lot of sadness out there? A lot of sighing, a lot of sorrow. How would you like to pray today as an assembly? Fill us and fill this place with such joy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And when people come in here, they feel that touch. Hope springs up in their heart. New life was ministered to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when people come in, we don't say, Nice to see you. How is Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on, come on up. Let's come. Let's agree together. Fill this house. Fill us today. Praise God. Fill us today. Praise God. As you're coming, you pray, Lord, fill me with a fresh touch of the joy of the Lord.